Welcome back to Pass the Jar. I'm your host, Drake Pittman. And I'm your co-host, Shane Murray. We're ending Season 2 with the way we started Season 1 with our friend from Twisted Barley Brewing Company, Mr. Mason Borden. We're talking about how COVID affected his small business, what he has planned for 2021, hopefully post-COVID. We're talking about the mountain biking community that he's become a part of and that he's trying to build here in Jasper. We're also bringing back some of y'all's favorite segments. If you love this episode, leave us a written review and a rating on Apple if that's your podcatcher of choice. This is our Christmas special. We're not going to keep you any longer. You know what to do. Open up that jar. Pass that thing around. Enjoy. Pass the brew Christmas. Folks, y'all help me welcome our guest, Mason Borden. Hi, I'm Mason Borden. Uh, I work at Twisted Barley, um, own it, built it, and do everything there but bartend. I don't like bartending. That's why I have bartenders. <laughs> kind of ironic, no? That I don't bartend? Yeah. Or that I don't built, like bartending? <laughs> well, I, I guess both. We'll go with more so you don't like it. Built this whole establishment. Well, you know. And then just said, oh, I need somebody to distribute it. Yeah, the <laughs> the bartending part, you know, I work all day. I, I don't want to work anymore after That's fair. That's we fair. open. I want to drink beer with you guys. All right. I like that answer. Right. That's 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 perfect. That's, that's understandable. Welcome to Past the Brew Christmas. It's our Christmas special. This is how we're closing out season two. We started season one with Mason Bourne. Mason has been, Mason is the OG of past the jar so i figured why not close out 2020 with the man that helped us get this started so well, shame to be here yeah thanks for coming on uh i know you're a busy guy these days yeah <laughs> give or take <laughs> past few times i always have time for you drake <laughs> I, I appreciate that shane as always thanks for joining me pleasure to be here so we're gonna we're gonna get into some discussions give you some some joy to enter into this christmas season and we're going to close this out in good fashion, in my opinion. But uh, Mason, you've already kind of given everybody a little quick 20-second, a little quickie on who, who you are. Once again, tell everybody what you do and how you got there. Um, I make beer for a living, and uh, I got there by building a brewery. Um, Jasper didn't have a whole lot of craft beer options. Uh, Warehouse 319 had pretty good selection. Chevron out on industrial had a pretty good selection, but other than that, not a lot of craft beer. And uh, I thought Jasper was ready for a brewery of their own, so I built one. And now I own, operate, and uh, drink there. <laughs> Definitely drinks there. Can attest. Been there with him doing so. But he's still a prof- professional man that loves his business. The last time you were here, we didn't anticipate the uh, the changes that would happen before our eyes. Yeah, the uh, coronavirus, that that really threw a wrench into my 2020. Um, we're doing great. Um, and I was really excited about 2020. I was like, this this year is just going to be awesome. Record numbers. And then people started getting sick. And I was like, uh, I was freaking out. Because I was like, you know, if people don't come drink beer, I'm not going to be able to pay my bills. And my wife, she was like, calm down. 
She's like, the bank doesn't want to own your brewery. She's like, contact the bank. So I contacted the bank. Um, and they were like, we don't know what's going on either. We've never seen anything like this. There's going to be some government programs. What do you need right now? I was like, I don't need anything right now. I'm good. But in two months, I don't know. And he was like, okay, great. thought you needed something right now. Let's meet back in two weeks and try to figure this out. And so they really worked with me on uh, keeping my bills up to date. And then uh, we got the PPP loan, which uh, brought my people back to work because they were all laid off. And uh, once we exited curbside only, uh, things have been going really well again. Still not normal. Still weird. Uh, we don't have big nights like we used to. But uh, we, we're still doing about the same amount of business. It's just staggered throughout the day. Got a lot of day drinkers. I appreciate you guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was about to ask. Uh, the uh, Like, I know it's not as busy, but every time I ask you how the business is, you're like, it's it's steady. So, that's what I was about to ask. We don't have the congested crowds that we used to have, but now it's it's just, like you said, staggered through the day. You're kind of kinda still seeing those numbers just elongated you, now you, you get the those, day. You get those day drinkers like me sometimes. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people aren't working a nine to five anymore they're working at home so if they want to bust out of the house a little early and go have a beer they do yeah see i'm blessed with a badass schedule that allows me to do that three days a week if i want to but it's always healthy to go see my friend mason so i do stop by there even if i don't drink a beer you you brought up a good point too like that's something i've been real curious about after the whole corona thing is finally figured out and we get back to what we call it a normal life how are these businesses that have been functioning since Corona with their employees at home and so on and so forth, are they going to go back to that office style nine to five job, like you said, or I have a friend that works for regions and uh, he got sent home in March and they told him don't come back. And he lives in an RV and he can work from anywhere. There's Wi-Fi. So the dude's living the dream, riding around in his RV, working from wherever he wants. Super jealous of that guy. Oh, yeah. And I think that's a pretty normal thing. Um, Yeah. Now, um, I saw a job posting the other day, and uh, it was for a remote job. And I was thinking, I bet that used to be a desk job. And Um, now it doesn't have to be, and they realize that. Do you think we'll see it kind of get back to where Twisted Barley has live music, big crowds. You you've already had a live music event that you that you that you handled very very well in my opinion. I kept it on the deal cuz uh I had him booked for April and um he couldn't play in April cuz we were probably still doing curbside only at that time and didn't know what in the world was going on. And uh so we rebooked it for July. It's like, yeah, July'll be fine. This stuff will be gone. Absolutely. Nobody's worried about it in July. <laughs> Plenty of time to blow over. And then July rolls around, and he's still coming, and I still wanted him to come. And uh, I was like, all right, he's coming. He's kind of well-known in a certain circle of people, so I'm not going to advertise it because I don't want people just coming out because Twisted Barley has live music again. I want this to be a fans thing. And so I don't know if we made money that night or not. I know we weren't too crowded, and... I paid the man. And he went on his way. <laughs> great, great ass show though. It was. It good. was. And see, for me, it was. It was good for the soul because, like, all of us that know each other and know that circle of musicians, 
like live music is what we kind of thrive off of to to keep our happy juices flowing and uh like we most of us most of that group was there for that show and it was just like i said it it made me feel kind of normal even though the world around us was not normal but that two hours was gave you a dose of reality yeah and uh, I'll say his name because he, you need to check him out. Uh, Josh Morningstar. He is a great singer songwriter. I uh, don't know where he's from originally. He's based out of Nashville now, but he considers himself a songwriter, not a singer, but he's a pretty darn good singer. But super nice guy. Very appreciative. I don't know how many times he was like, man, I appreciate this. Thank you. I was like, hey, I appreciate you coming to Jasper, Alabama. Yeah. This is awesome. See, even if like it was good for us, it was good for these people too because. This is they're doing what they love, and and they ain't doing it right now. Yeah, it's it's really really tough. It, it it's not the same for them sitting in their kitchen doing a Facebook live. But they uh, the music industry has really gotten creative with how to stay afloat. Maybe not the music industry, but these independent artists. Yeah, like selling handwritten lyrics. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I haven't bought any, but I'm like, hey, that's pretty cool. Twenty five bucks for a piece of paper. With handwritten lyrics. You know it's not the original copy, but that's pretty awesome. I wanted a... Ray Wiley Hubbard was doing something. Oh, yeah, I saw that. And I wanted it, but it was too expensive. Now, if he would would have uh, had a Die Rockin' with Whiskey Myers, I would have been all over that one. Uh, the Ray, Ray Wiley Hubbard, he was writing... He had, like, this little sketch of himself that he hand-drew himself. <laughs> and then uh, it said, on days when I keep my expectations lower... How's it go? You know what I'm talking about? Not off the top of my head. On days when I keep my expectations, I don't know. (laughs) You just look it up. Ray Wiley Hubbard. It's song lyrics. There's enough there somebody can find it. Yeah, it's a good saying. So uh, what were some of the things you did to keep your business afloat when uh, y'all had to kind of shut the doors? So uh, we changed our hours. Because everything downtown was shutting down at like 7 o'clock, so we did too. Um, but we did curbside. Um, sold beer to go out the growlers. Uh, fired up our bottling line for the first time. Made like 60 cases of beer and sold out of it really quick. Sold a lot of pizzas, chicken wings. Um, the community was awesome because I think a whole lot of the pizza and chicken wing orders were just to show support. Yeah. Hey, we like this place and... We don't want it going anywhere. Let's go get some pizza and chicken wings. And that's what we did. We we sold beer, pizza, and chicken wings. And we actually did uh, about 60% of normal, which I thought was really good. Because yeah. that's way better than I anticipated. I was expecting 10% of normal. I will vouch for this. And this is why I kept buying pizza from you. is because you put Koneka Sausage. On a pizza. I do put Koneka sausage on a pizza because who doesn't love Koneka sausage and who doesn't love pizza? That's right. There you go. Koneka sausage and green onions, call Mason and Twisted Barley, order that, get you some beer, and I promise you, you will have a great night. It's an all right Friday night when you got a Koneka pizza. Oh, t- 10 out of 10, yeah. Especially when you kind of run out of things to eat. Like, you, like we kept supporting all, all of our friends that own restaurants and businesses. So I was like... Other than a Black Rock cheeseburger or a pizza from Johnny Brusco's, it's going to be the Koneka pizza from Twisted Barley every single time. When you had the the blonde in a bottle, that was a beautiful mm-hmm. bottle, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, I thought I think I saved one. I don't know where it went, but 
I was like, this is genius. Mason bottling is a beautiful thing because if I know if I can't come in there and sit and drink six beers, I can at least go buy and buy them and take them home. Um, that was, and you were talking about supporting other restaurants. That was another really cool thing when we were doing curbside only is we were selling so much to the local restaurant workers, uh, the waiters, waitresses, chefs, they were coming in, they were tipping well. And so the next week we'd go in there and we'd tip well. It was like the same hundred bucks of tips was just going around in a circle because yeah. everybody, we're, we're a downtown family. Uh, I was talking to Sean Cigar Box the other night. I was texting him, asking a cigar question because I don't know anything about cigars. And uh, I told him, I said, when I worked at Mercedes, our saying was one team. And I said, that's how I feel about my downtown family is we are all one team. Yeah, like, I mean, even on my end, like uh, getting people in here for the interviews, the people that are downtown have been the ones that are like an instant yes. And then they actually start listening to the show and – that's exactly what I want to show people is happening here. And that's why I started this podcast is to show that Walker County is growing. It's a community of people that never give up on each other. And 2020 has been the toughest time I think we've ever seen in our, in our generation. So seeing all y'all band together and keep each other's doors open, it, it all, it made me emotional because I was like, these people are friends. They're not, they don't see themselves as competitors. It's let's, let's keep what we have here special and give these people something to come back to when this crap finally blows over. Yeah, you need that cohesion amongst everybody in a- <laughs> to enable downtown to grow like it has. We were talking with Kelly from Five Loaves the other day. We were in there eating lunch. She was like, remember a few months back when we were talking about this is all going to be over and we're going to throw a block party? She's like, uh, so when are we going to get to do that? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> but I'm ready. Do you think Foothills will happen? Man, I hope so. I uh, you know, the vaccine came... This in Coleman yesterday I saw on the news, so I'm really hoping this vaccine works and coronavirus is gone and Foothills lives on because I freaking love Foothills. So do you think if do you think it'll be kind of more widespread by the time Foothills may roll around? Uh, the vaccine or Corona? <laughs> I think the, I, I, I think, think Corona, corona is about as yeah. widespread <laughs> as it can get. Yeah, it's, uh, it's starting to creep into the rural areas now, uh, and I think that's why we're seeing the spike in numbers because it is creeping. Because these people Thanksgiving. are... Thanksgiving. Yeah. It's all Thanksgiving's fault. Yeah. I think, like, schools are waiting for, uh, after Christmas break, they're, like, going virtual for the first few weeks. So, I guess it's just they're going to make sure there's no outbreak after Christmas, too. I mean, I don't want to be one to point fingers, but I think we can just all collectively agree that Gatlinburg has single-handedly kept COVID alive in the Southeast. <laughs> I'm going there in January, so don't speak that evil. I haven't been body. in like two years. I don't know what the situation is there now. Oh, it's normal life. Okay. See, Gatlinburg. <laughs> normal life. I should go. <laughs> I, I've been to many, many places. Gatlinburg is the one place where I make sure I go at least once a year just because, and I don't do the strip. I'm not a strip guy. Like I don't, I don't like walking up and down the strip. I like the nature. I like, I like the mountains. See, and that's why I don't do Gatlinburg anymore because I discovered North Carolina. Beautiful. Um, Blue Ridge Parkway is the best drive you'll ever take. Brevard. I mean, I, I tell people I love Asheville, but I don't particularly love the city of Asheville because it's just a big city like any other big city you've ever been to. But the surrounding areas are just awesome. They're not touristy. Uh, there's elk. I mean, yeah. You go look at elk. That's awesome. Luke Holmes, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Uh, Boone, North Carolina is the worst place ever because of traffic. I'll go ahead and uh, debunk that. It's 
any town, city, whatever between Tennessee and Lexington, Kentucky. Okay, <laughs> not a not a big Kentucky fan. But uh, back back on track. I don't think people from Kentucky are big <laughs> Kentucky fans. <laughs> back on track. Uh, so you think foothills may happen if if the vaccine proves to? be I, I really worth hope it. so. Um, I'm nervous about it because that's one of our biggest weekends of the year, and we didn't have it this year. But uh, yeah, hopefully it happens because I love foothills. And it's I love the lineup this year. I'm solid, yeah, solid lineup. I'm I'm a, I'm a fan of uh, Friday Night's headliner, the Steel Woods. Yep, big Steel Woods fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a Red Clay Strays fan. They're, yeah, they're really really they're, good. You know, relatively unknown, but they're good. Um, love Samantha Fish. She's awesome on that cigar box banjo. Um, Aubrey Sellers, if you haven't tapped out, could just be my personal taste. <laughs> She's Leanne Womack's fan. daughter, so she already came with some clout. So. Exactly. And then St. Paul. Yeah. St. <laughs> Paul and Broken Bones. Badass. I think they're uh, they're going to draw a crowd. Yeah. I've never seen them live, but I hear they're amazing. They sold out the Alabama Theater. Uh, so... With your business, how do you see post COVID? Do you, do you see it getting back to kind of normal how it was? Like we'll say we'll say a year a year ago from today. Um, man, I hope so. I mean, I don't know what to expect post COVID, but I'd like to see live music back on my stage. I'd like to see see it crowded in there in between the hours of eight to twelve because that used to be when it was crowded and. uh I miss that. I miss the people. I miss open mic. I miss open mic. I'm uh we only had one comedy night, but I miss comedy night. Yeah. That was fun. That that was a that was a good night. I was there for a little bit. Um man, that what was great about comedy night is I have a band playing. Nobody's paying attention. They're playing cornhole, they're drinking beer, they're doing their thing, but comedy night, everybody was quiet and just paying attention to the person in. on stage. Well, that's kinda you don't want to miss something funny. No, you don't uh, want to be the guy in the crowd while everybody's laughing and you're looking around trying to find out what happened. It's hard to appreciate a good joke when you're playing cornhole, but you can appreciate a good song while you're playing cornhole. Good point, because you've heard it before. Yeah. <laughs> chances chances are you have, unless you just have a band that's playing straight up originals. Which is all we have because of uh, you know licensing purposes. We only have original music at <laughs> Twisted Barley. <laughs> With next year literally two weeks away, uh, what's the plans for Twisted Barley? I know we're saying post-COVID. Yeah. Because uh, COVID's obviously going to feed in the next year because it didn't end after the election. Uh, last time I talked to you, I was talking about putting some beer in package, and here we are. How many months later is this? Oh, buddy, it's been nine months. Nine months. Ten, ten months, actually. Yeah. Ten months, and I've only done 60 cases of package. So that's my 2021 plan. Let's put some beer in package. But see, you're reaching out because uh, our good friend Ricky Hedrick who uh, is running uh, the show at Owns App over in Hoover? He already reached out, and I was the middleman between you two guys. Yeah, I, ran I think into I should. Him. I think I should, should get some commission off that. By the way, <laughs> get with him. He makes more money on my beer than I do. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a that's a question you got to take to Ricky. Ricky, you'll be back for season three as well. You said. He set the deal up for him. I mean, he's got to compensate you for something on that. For it, sure. It was just as simple. I know a guy. <laughs> and hey, that, Sometimes that's all it takes. When you know a guy, it's a good thing. So, other than packaging, what else you got lined up? Uh, What's going on the pizza next? <laughs> um, Actually, uh, Kim, one of my bartenders, she is 
been experimenting, I guess, because she's like, we got so much stuff we can add to this menu that we're making anyway. It's just not on the menu. And Courtney was like, well, tell me what it is and I'll put it on the menu. So, like loaded tots. Yeah. I mean, you come in and ask for loaded tots. We'll make you loaded tots, but it's not on the menu. Um, so y'all are kind of running like a little in and out scene there. Y'all got the <laughs> got the secret menu. Yeah. <laughs> we will make you whatever you ask for as long as we can make it. You if, come in and say, hey, how about throwing, uh, you know, some nacho cheese on that pizza. Give me and in spoon. the event we're not out of nacho cheese, because we are right now, we are, yeah, we'll throw nacho <laughs> cheese on that pizza. We don't care. Give me a taco pizza. Taco pizza? Yeah, we don't have, like, lettuce or any of that stuff. But... Uh, yeah. That's... My health department lady told me if I got... I don't got... know how lettuce works on a pizza. I just... It seems like a real, like, soggy situation yeah, there. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not looking at it. Is that why Taco Bell got rid of the Mexican pizza? Uh, probably not. When I mean, it really, it really I, should be I, the Tex-Mex pizza. Did Taco Bell really care about quality anyway? No. no. Also, <laughs> can we really call that a pizza? No. no. All right. It was just too flat tortillas. No. It was a tostada. Tostada. There you go. <laughs> Pardon me. <laughs> but what else you got lined up that you're kind of looking forward to? I don't know. Are you digging for something? Is there something you kind know about? Like you know, yeah. I don't know. I feel it's like got the, me curious over here. Like, what do you know about Mason that yeah, he you, doesn't? Yeah, you keep asking. I'm like, I don't know, dude. I'm just living. What do you know about? Well, you you never know with Mason because there's times where we'll talk and he's like, listen to this. And he'll tell me this idea. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. This so, podcast promotes Walker County, but we're also hard-hitting journalists. <laughs> yeah. The tough question. Getting to the bottom. <laughs> The bottom of the jar. Oh, but yeah, my plan for 2021 is to keep Bravo. making beer, uh, package some beer, like to increase my distribution, because um, 2020 was tough for that. I don't know how you go sell beer in a growler that three other establishments have drank out of. <laughs> I feel like that's irresponsible, so I haven't even tried. But uh, that's my 2021 plan, so make beer, ride bicycles. See, the only reason I brought that up is because one day Mason and I were talking. He said, if I get this license, I can have a pass the jar special at Twisted Barley. So I see where he's digging at now. Yeah, there it is. There it is. That's why I asked, because you kept digging. <laughs> I wasn't picking up what you were putting down. I'm glad some I'm glad I remember our conversations. During uh <laughs> during <laughs> curbside only I had some time on my hands and I applied for my distiller's permit. And uh, I was just having a hard time with the feds on it, so I let my perm or let my application expire. But you know, I may reapply again since we've kind of gone back into full swing. I'm like, when am I going to have time to make spirits? I, I can't even keep wine and beer on the shelves. But you never know. People also uh, want me to open a bike shop, which once again, I don't know everything there is to know about bikes, so I don't want you bringing your bike in and I can't fix it. <clears throat> And I can pop a chain back on. That's, yeah, that's about as deep yeah, as I can goes. change a flat. I can change, <laughs> change a chain. You know, I'm not no master bicycle mechanic. Although I think a bike shop in the brewery would be cool. So if you're listening and you're a bike mechanic and you're like, "Hey, let's do this," come see me. Yeah. So that's and then we can just build that to uh, pass a jar. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I was digging because Mason was talking about that spirit. You know, it's going to be a pass the jar special. I'm like, that's badass. I appreciate that. So then the other day when I was in there talking to him, I had to bum a mic for Mason. Thank you for You're that, welcome. by the way. I was like, so what's up with the liquor? 
and he told me that the feds fell through. I was like, typical government. Yeah, that'll Falling happen. through, but maybe one day. Maybe one day. I mean, they kind of got their hands full. I don't want to play, you know, devil's advocate, but those, those dudes seem to be like a little strung out on some other issues right now. Now, I will ask you this, since uh, since we, we could do beer, you see that we're drinking Natty and Bush in yes, here. Yes, yes. Not me. Respectfully. We're, we're, we're a Pilsner, Pilsner guy. So, we could do a past the jar Pilsner, maybe with a little kind of a, of a different flavoring, so it's just, it's something special. Yeah, I mean, we got a Pilsner on tap right now. Well, I'm saying add some other I would just ask it. that it tastes like regret. <laughs> that's what we're shooting for. <laughs> All right. Because that's usually how we end up. Barrel-aged Pilsner? They that are. sounds pretty nasty. There you oh. go. That that fits right into me. I'm a bourbon guy. All right. Just take the Pilsner that you have and whatever's on the bottom of the barrel, let that ferment for about <laughs> go pour, six to eight months. Pour a then, little in the ashtray outside. There you and go. And then go <laughs> get it out. As long as you filter it through the metal chair. Perfect. Sprinkle some Taco Bell seasoning in it. <laughs> uh, we're, seriously, though, we may, we may collab- we're may we all about collaborations. Um, we already collaborated with other podcasts and uh, other things are in the works. You're not going to dig at me on that one. But <laughs> you spoke about biking. Yes. What's, uh, what, what got you into that? You're a big, you're a big mountain biker now. Um, I guess it's probably about three years ago. Um, me and my wife ran a lot and my knees started hurting and she ran more than I did. I just did it occasionally. I did one 5k, but did a lot of running on the treadmill and my knees started hurting me. And so I was like, about mountain biking? That sounds fun. So went and bought a mountain bike, put her on my mom's hybrid and we went to Oak Mountain and we had an okay time. <laughs> and uh, then we rode for a little bit and then Twisted Barley opened and we didn't have time to ride anymore. And then I think we rode one time after Twisted Barley opened. And uh, then when we were doing curbside only and our hours were like two to seven, we had some time on our hands. So we started riding again. And we'd actually, when we mountain biked the first time, we had to go to Birmingham to ride because there's nothing around here to ride. And that's the biggest reason we couldn't ride so we didn't have time to go to Birmingham. And so we were trying to get trails in Jasper and we were supposed to get one around Walker County Lake and it fell through because the state owns the lake and something didn't happen. I don't know. <laughs> we're blaming the state. Um, Politics. So, uh, yeah, years go by three to be exact. And, uh, we finally started gaining some traction on our mountain biking and uh, the city is real interested in helping us with it. Um, and coronavirus uh, really encouraged a whole lot of outdoor activity period. Like anything to do with outdoors, you cannot buy right now. It's sold out. And so the whole biking scene period is swamped. Um, Gina Scruggs across the street owns the State Farm Insurance Agency. She puts on a ride every Tuesday night um, that rides downtown. And we do eight miles downtown. Uh, We average 100 people every Tuesday. The most we've ever had is 167. All ages from 8 to 80. And it's a great time. And uh, so now is the best time ever to be getting mountain bike trails in Jasper. And I think it's going to happen. Yeah. 
that's See, awesome. Going back to everything being sold out during that time, you know, I'm a big fisherman. Going there trying to get some more lures, that Walmart shelf is empty. And I'm like, so I went to Pat's. Pat's is empty. I'm like, come on, guys. And you're just now starting to be able to buy a bike again. Like, past few months, if you walked into a bike shop, there was nothing but high-end bikes on the shelves. Nothing entry-level. And you ain't catching a Huffy. Yeah. That well, what? I'm sorry. Walmart was, sold, Walmart was sold out. Um, Walked into a bike shop in Chattanooga just to buy some energy gummies. And I was talking to him. He was like, I don't have anything under $5,000. Whoa, was, hold on a minute. Yeah. How high can these prices yeah, on these what? bicycles go? Oh, over ten. Jesus, thousand. Yeah, it 10, blows 000. my mind that a bicycle can cost more than a dirt bike. So, what? Give us I'm, a little insight to what makes it cost so much. I mean, I'm absolutely baffled right now. Uh, if you ride a high end bike versus a low end bike, like my first bike was a uh, Trek Marlin Five, which is the low end of the high end. Mine was a mongoose, came with pegs. <laughs> well, you and you get on that versus a mongoose with pegs, and you can tell the quality difference. But then you go from that, now I ride a Trek Roscoe 8, and it's just so much better. It's and, just like the smoothness of the ride. Yeah, uh, that was one of the biggest things going from the Trek to the Roscoe was the front fork is so much better that it just soaked up the trail. And didn't exhaust me as much. And the shifting, it shifts so much better. It's got a better drivetrain. Um, has what they call a dropper post on it, which is like an office chair. It goes up and down. Nice. And so when you're getting some real gnarly stuff, you drop your seat so it's out of your way, and then you go through it. And then when you're ready to climb again, you lift it back up and sit down and climb. Nice. But yeah. Uh, wow. My I mean wife. I had absolutely, like, you're literally <laughs> blowing my mind right now. Uh, my wife, she uh, was talking to one of our customers who was training for a triathlon on an Amazon bike. And Courtney's like, I don't like telling people to spend money, but you need a nicer bike. <laughs> she was like, there is a difference, especially if you're training for a triathlon. Yeah. You just finished a race a couple of weeks ago, didn't you? I did. Um, came in fourth in my age group. There were four of us. Hey, congratulations. <laughs> um, you finished, though. That's what I, Yeah, matters. I did finish. I came in 28th overall out of uh, 51, I believe. And that was men, not the women. <laughs> I probably would have finished further down had that included the women. <laughs> but out of the men, I finished 28th of 51, which my first race, I didn't think it was too bad. No, not at all. I had a great time. Uh, How much beer did you drink the day before? Uh, Yeah, we had a birthday party that we went to. <laughs> I, I got in bed late drank a lot of beer but uh i overcame <laughs> <laughs> so uh perseverance that's the name of the game yeah that's the story of 2020 for twisted barley and mason born is overcoming i'll do what i can uh so uh you, you talked about trying to make it happen in jasper uh what steps are you taking to make it happen here because i know you, you've been at the forefront kind of uh already. yeah i've been on this project since 2017 um what happened was they were going to put trails at Walker County Lake, and Courtney asked Elise Peters of the uh, Walker Area Community Foundation, is there any way we can help? And Elise said, yes, there is, and put us to work. And so we started contacting everybody around, trying to figure out how to get a trail built, and then we ended up getting the backlash from the state, and it couldn't go at the lake. 
And so since then, we've uh, found some more property near the lake that the city owns. And so we've been working with the city about getting some of that property to turn into a mountain bike park. Um, whereas the lake, it would have just been a lap around the lake. And now we're tr aiming to go for more like a park, aimed towards everybody yeah. um, from 8 to 80. Um, you know, your family loop and then the more hardcore stuff. What I really want out of our park is I want it to be a destination. Um, we travel, I don't want to say all over the Southeast because we've only traveled from Tennessee to Alabama, but we travel a lot, nearly every weekend to go ride somewhere. And the rest of the mountain bikers do too. They travel all over the place. And so I think it would be a huge draw for Jasper if we had some really awesome trails that people from Birmingham would, you know, Birmingham's 30, 45 minutes away. You just hop on 22. Let's go ride Jasper. Let's go downtown, eat their pizza, drink their beer, and then hop back on the interstate and head home. Yeah, because I or get, it's on it'd be on industrial. Uh, that's one of the yeah. That's where we want it. Yeah, <laughs> so that's just there's many options, but yeah, that's where we you want pretty it. much have direct yeah, access. That's the prime to real estate yeah. there. Yep, you, you have direct access to downtown from right there. Yeah, well, um, but yeah, we ride our bikes from uh, the brewery to Walker County Lake. It's uh, five miles there, five miles back, I believe pretty tough ride but if we had mountain bike trails out there we'd ride from the brewery to the trails yeah. ride the trails and back to the brewery how far would <clears throat> how far would that be uh the ride to the trails yeah uh depending on where they are i'd say anywhere between three to five miles so from, good from the up. brewery good warm up yeah Get the legs moving. Get the blood flowing. And honestly, the first three miles are the worst. After three miles, or the first three miles, you want to die. Yeah. Then after that, you're like, oh, I feel good now. Is that kind of like the runner's high that you hear people talking about? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably <laughs> what it is. The energy gummies kicked in. Yeah. My body finally got hydrated from the night before. All the above. What other benefits do you think uh, the mountain bike trails would have here? I think it would, I mean, like I said, people are already outdoors. Um, which is, I don't want to say relatively new, but for a lot of folks, it is relatively new. Um, but I think there is, or I know there's mountain bikers in Jasper and I know there's a huge road biking group. And, uh, one guy, he told us at one of the mountain bike meetings, he said, if we had mountain bike trails, I'd go buy a mountain bike tomorrow. And I know the rest of my people would too. And not only would it bring money in but it bring fitness to the city uh and even if it's not on the industrial park even if it's in the general vicinity of jasper when industry is looking for a place to go they're looking for stuff that is uh quality of life is the word i'm looking for they're looking for a quality of life for their employees and a mountain bike trail would help improve the quality of life for people around here one of the places we like to go in Chattanooga, it's actually probably our favorite place to go. It's called Enterprise South Nature Park. It's right beside the Volkswagen plant. Volkswagen okay. built it. Yeah. Nice. I know where that, and I know go. where that's at. I live close to there for a while. Chattanooga is a dope city. Yeah. Um, this year is the first year we've been to Chattanooga in many years because we took our little girl one time and it was the worst vacation ever. <laughs> Her fault, not Chattanooga's. But. <laughs> <laughs> We've been back a few times this year riding mountain bikes and have really 
come to love it again. See, I think also from a commercial side, it would be good for Jasper because it would open up the opportunity for a bike shop or yep. a bike store to be here in Jasper, yeah, which is also more revenue for the city of Jasper. There's no way you can have a bike park and not have a bike shop nearby. I mean, got to be one somewhere. Could it be in the upstairs of Twisted Barley? You know, I would entertain it if you came to me. I don't know that I want to do it. Um, I also think it'd suck to take a bike upstairs. <laughs> That's true. You know where I want it to be? I want it to be at Posey's. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're closing soon, aren't they? I don't know if they're closing, but they're for sale. They're for sale. Okay. I knew, because I came down 269 the other day, and I saw the for sale sign. I was like, kind of sad. Yeah. I think somebody should buy Posey's and keep what Posey's has going on, because it's an interesting, cool little store, and I can't imagine Jasper without it. But add kayaks and mountain bikes. and Yeah. I mean, you're right there on 195 headed to Bankhead. I yeah. think that would be a fantastic That's... place for an outdoor store. These people come in from Birmingham. They just stop by yep. on their way through, get what they need. Get what they need. Um, our Sundays, we get a whole lot of traffic from uh, people been hiking in Bankhead all weekend. Yeah. On their way out of town, stopping for a beer and pizza on their way out. See, that's we talk a lot about like the businesses that are downtown, and we don't talk about what surrounds us. And everything that surrounds us is what kind of feeds what we have going on here. For sure. I mean... The lake is huge. Um, I was talking to somebody the other day back to remote work, and he was saying that the lake population this year was higher than it has ever been because it always goes up in the summer. And uh, he was like, with uh, these remote workers, he was like, I bet a lot of these Birmingham folks are going to stay. Yeah. See, like, I went to Walker County like one day. We're just going to go fish and uh, hang out all day. That line was from the door to the shop, you know, the little building right there. It was down to where they stashed the boats. And I was like, mm, I'm just going to go turn around and go to one of my honey holes today. Uh, which that's a good thing. You, you want people, you want people there. Yeah. And I think people finally realized what we have here while we were shut down because everybody gets so caught up in the go, go, go. And things move slower in a small town. So when a small town slows down, you really get to appreciate you get what you resourceful. Got here. Yeah. That was one thing Courtney said was uh although COVID is definitely bad, it has a lot of people have slowed down and appreciated what's around them. Yeah. We spent a lot of time in Bankhead during quarantine. I spent a lot of time in Twisted Barley. Well, with Twisted Barley's liquids. <laughs> <laughs> uh but you, you get yeah, we all got resourceful and when like I said, when things move slower in a small town that already moves slow, you you really appreciate what's here. And I think people finally started to realize what what we actually have going on in Walker County as a whole. Well, the uh, when I decided to open a brewery, I went to visit Asheville, North Carolina, because they have more breweries than New York has Starbucks. There's just one on every corner. And I wanted to see what every little brewery had going on. And... When we went there, uh, the outdoor scene was awesome. And I asked my wife, I said, why can't Jasper be this? We have the waterways to float. We have the old strip pits to mountain bike in. We have Smith Lake. We have all the things Asheville has. There's no reason. We don't have Smoky Mountains. But other than that, yeah. we have all the things Asheville has. Why can't we be Asheville? 
We got some nice hills, though. Well, we, we do got have smoky my, hills. We do have smoky hills. Don't ask what causes the smoke, but... <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... And, like you said, people are appreciating what we have. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think, also, that's kind of contributed to the community that uh, we've all, we're all kind of trying to build here. Yeah. Because more people are trying to safely hang out and do things together. And if you're doing it outdoors, uh, going to one of our breweries here, getting a beer or getting a six pack, whatever you want to do, it, it shows that what we have here is truly special. And I think COVID has actually shown that we we have something actually real and sustainable going on here in Walker County. And we've been slept on for a long time. COVID maybe has opened the eyes up to what we have here. Yeah, I mean, like we touched on earlier, it's that uh, that family atmosphere that they've created down there that's really shined through all this. And like the way you guys were just, like you said, that same $100 or whatever it was, was just kind of rotating around. Like that speaks volumes to who, like who all of y'all are that have kind of helped build downtown up. Yeah. Yeah. Because past the jar would not exist without you guys, everybody from downtown Jasper and Walker County in general that, uh, I've become friends with over this 10 month span. So, uh, do you see like the mountain biking community? Could that kind of filter its way into our you know, just general consensus of a community that we have going on here? Oh, yeah. Um, I think there's already a ton of people in town with mountain bikes that need a place to ride. And then once we get a trail, people are going to go and they're going to buy a bike and they're going to start out with a Huffy. And then they're going to move on. That's a nice bike. And then they're going to move on to the Trek Marlin 5. And, you know, they're just going to keep buying as their skill level goes up at our new local bike shop that maybe somebody will build put money into our community yeah that's that's all a lot of people don't understand is these like you and all these other business owners they uh they don't just they create a good life for themselves but they're also happy but at the same time they're also putting this money right back into the community and i think it's what helps it flourish yeah that's that's what matters the most is other than the morale of a happy community that is full of different, crazy, wild, awesome people, it's a beautiful thing because it's something that everybody feels welcome into. The other day, somebody told me, thank you for doing what I'm doing, trying to get the trails. I said, this is all selfish. I'm doing this for me. <laughs> I mean, if you happen to enjoy mountain biking too, you're welcome. But You also started filming your bike rides. Yeah. And with, the, with the GoPro. Yeah. Trying to. The GoPros. Uh, <laughs> in an attempt to try to, you know, show people what we're doing. Uh, that was the biggest reason I did it was we're going out every weekend having fun. And you may not want to go buy a bike right now and go to Oak Mountain with us. But if you had something in your backyard, you could be having this fun too. And that was the biggest reason I started the YouTube channel was just to, uh, Show what we're doing every weekend. Yeah. So you can see how much fun we're having without you. <laughs> see, I was watching uh I was watching one of Eric Nix's stories, uh, where he posted a clip of his his ride. Yep. And then he like went around a curve, like 
I totally missed that curve. I'm going off this mountain wherever they're at. And I said the same thing when I started watching yours too. So does it uh does it require a little bit of skill to get going as fast as you guys go around those hills and stuff? Um, yeah, I mean I've been riding three years. Quit for two years, so I rode for one year and then started back. Um but when I rode the first time I when we quit, I was finally getting in good enough shape to ride like I wanted to. And then after we quit, when we started back, uh, me, Eric Nix, and Joe Humphreys, we were going a lot because we were all out of work and had time. And we, I got back in shape pretty quick. And I'm, I'm in better shape than I was the first time. And I'm really proud of all of us and the skills we've developed in a rather short period of time. But, you know, you just get out there and do it. And I love riding with Joe and Eric because we push each other. Uh, me and my wife ride together a lot. And when I'm riding with her, I kind of take my time. And I still have fun and go fast. But when I'm riding with Joe and Eric, I'm trying to keep up with them. And then we get to a jump and we stop and we look out. Like, yeah, that's dumb. Can't do that. And then Joe's like, I think I can do it. I'm like, bitch, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> so then he does it. And then so me and Eric, we're... We either do it or we don't, but yeah. Uh, when you ride with your buddies, Joe is fast, stupid fast, especially if he's such a big guy. Does his beard flow with the wind? I don't know. I can't see it from so far back. <laughs> <laughs> but when I ride with Joe, I push myself harder trying to keep up. Yeah. And it's fun. So, uh, based off YouTube views, you, you do pretty well. Now that you're you're also a content you're now a content creator. Welcome yeah, to the world. Yeah, nobody watches my stuff. Really? No. <laughs> I well, do. I don't know. Uh like, you don't listen to my podcast. Because <laughs> I have a five minute drive. <laughs> I I will binge it occasionally. I'm just messing with you. You're an OG, so it's okay. Um we're just gonna sneak into the brewery one night and set up a PA system, hide the phone from you and just have it playing on a loop. That's fine. <laughs> I do love the podcast. I'm just behind right now. I did get caught up like a month ago, but you're spitting out an episode per week, and so now I've gotten way behind again. Things are moving a little faster. Things have changed. I'm a slow person. Didn't I just tell you I can't keep up with Joe? I'm slow. <laughs> <laughs> Pass the jar, thanks to people like Mason Bourne, is doing good things. Hey, um, I love it when people come up to me and talk to me about it. Uh, had a guy come up to me one day. He's like, who's doing that past the jar? I was like, Drake Pittman. He was like, I don't know him. I'm like, I didn't figure you did. <laughs> and he was like, uh, man, I, I love what he's doing. I love the message he's trying to send. I love everything about it. I'm like, well, great. That's why he's doing it. Yeah. Uh, we're still going to promote positivity and everything going on in Walker County, but we're also going to pump out more content and there's other ways we can do it. Stay tuned. But Oh, yeah, I was just messing with you. I, I know you, you support everything I do. That's why, like, you and Eric Nix, I consider y'all season, like, y'all be on every single season we do just because you've had my back on this since day one, which that also speaks to what we're doing here is we we can't do what we do without each other. Yeah, I agree. Um, Eric is like me. He uh, He wants to promote the positivity of the area. Um, there's a lot of positive things going on. And they need to be promoted because, you know, we, we have a bad rap. Very bad rap. Oh, yeah. It's changing. Uh, Shane and I say daily, brick um, by brick. 
That was at a beer Preach fest. It. It's been a while back because I hadn't been to a beer fest in a long time. Thanks to COVID. That was at a beer fest and somebody said, where's Jasper? I'm like, I love that you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you. It, it's so much better than, oh, Jasper. I'd much rather hear, where's Jasper than, oh, Jasper. <laughs> yeah. We have those uh, those nose down lookers sometimes, which that's fine. We're We're here to change your mind. Um, I get a ton of people in the brewery from out of town. Um, you know, we're right off 22 between Birmingham and Memphis. Get a lot of travelers who just found us via Google traveling down the interstate. And, uh, if you come off the interstate into downtown Jasper, I'm one of the first businesses on main street you're going to come to. And they're like, this, this little town is cool. I'm like, I know. Yeah, we're we're badass. Welcome. Thanks for coming. <laughs> you should have been like, you need a haircut? <laughs> you need a burger? I got numerous places to tell you. Yeah. Courtney is like a tour guide. Um, we were at a beer fest one time, and she was telling everybody what there was to do in Jasper, and they're like, are you paid to do this? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, First off, welcome to the content creators. It's a slow, it's a slow burn. It's a steady grind, uh, as I've definitely learned. Um, but what you do is fun. Like I love watching it. Like I, because deep down in my head, I'm like, this is the only way I get to experience this because I could not do that. Uh, I hear a lot of that. Uh, older guys will come into the brewery and they're like, "Hey, I watched that video. That was awesome. Keep it up, because I can't do that, but I like watching you do it." Are you trying to put me in that demographic? Uh, you know. You're older than me. I know. You could do it. <laughs> I could. I prefer fishing and golf <sighs> and making podcasts. <laughs> I mean, podcasts is cool. I don't know about fishing and golf. <laughs> Come on. Mason's always like, how do you play golf? Like one of the, one day I went in there and talked to Mason. I just got Let done me go playing ahead. golf. And Let he was like, how do, how do you do that? And I was like, I've been doing it since I was like five. So I really don't know. <laughs> Let me tell you, don't start because I was the same way. Don't worry. I hated it. And then <laughs> I did it once. That was enough for me. Well, I let him talk me into it. And now it's, now it's a problem. I'd gotten pretty damn good at Tiger Woods on the Wii. Oh, yeah. And uh, that was a golf course behind my house. My buddy Miles in Kansas, he was always wanting to go play when he'd come visit. So one weekend, him and his brother came with their golf clubs, and I had a set of golf clubs I drug out of the ditch behind the golf course. Nice. And uh, well, might have been mine. <laughs> I don't know. You didn't get them back. <laughs> Actually, I don't know where they are anymore. Um, but anyways, so me, Miles, and Max, we go to play some golf. Like, after the first three holes, I just teed off and then hopped in the cart and rode with them. <laughs> We'd get to the next hole, I'd tee off and then hop in the cart and ride with them. Was this when you lived in Tuscaloosa? Yeah, I lived in Brookwood. Uh, it was the Capstone Club. Capstone Club. We were playing. I wholeheartedly hate that golf course. My property uh, met up to their property. Yeah. And there was old strip pit in between us with wheelers and trails and stuff on it. And we'd ride dirt bikes. Not on the golf course. <laughs> um, but I was thinking the other day, I'm like, if I still lived in Brookwood... That would be a great place to ride my bicycle was behind that house. And yeah. then the golf course is closed down so we could go hit the cart paths on the bicycles. Have so much fun. See, I wish Empire was a booming metropolis like Jasper <laughs> because where I grew up, right behind me, uh, is old reclaimed land. And walking those hills was fun. So I know I bet riding a bike would be super fun. We'll kind of get into the, the fun segments now. We're introducing new segments that kind of come as as we keep going and uh 
We introduced a new one on our last episode with our best friends in here. It's Unpopular Opinions. I got two for you. We'll discuss them one by one. So, elaborate. Don't be afraid to elaborate. Don't right. be afraid to yell at us and throw it at me. I'll talk down on us. That's my wife. So, this is this week's <laughs> Unpopular Opinions with Mason Bourne. Can beer taste worse? Oh, canned beer is so much more delicious than bottled beer. Even though I have a bottling line, uh, can is a much superior packaging system over a bottle. Doesn't let light in, doesn't let oxygen in, because light and oxygen are beer killers. Canned beer is where it's at. I like draft beer. I like draft beer. Draft beer is the same as canned beer. Cans are tiny kegs. Science. Just changed my whole outlook on the... the I, I once I, said, I once said my beer will never be in bottles; it only be in cans. Maybe I just assumed that, like, because everybody says that about Coke, you know, like Coke out of a bottle tastes completely different than Coke out of a can. No, I will agree. Coke in a, I, I only drink Pepsi out of a can. I'm a Pepsi, not a Coke guy. I only drink Pepsi out of a can. I won't drink it out of a plastic bottle, but I love it in a glass bottle. Yeah, that, that, that's that's what I mean. Like you hear that growing up all the time about how you know coke out of a glass bottle is just so much better than out of a can so maybe i just adopted that mindset into beer um when i bought my bottling line which i wanted a canning line but bottling lines are so much cheaper when i was talking to my buddy miles in kansas he was like i've I've always had the mindset that the best beer was in bottles i'm like no it's wrong (laughs) and then i went to kansas and a whole lot of their craft beers in bottles i was like all right, I, I get it. Now that I'm here, you know, the best beer is in bottles here, but <laughs> it's not the superior packaging system. So you think Coke tasting better of a bottle, or Pepsi tasting better <laughs> of a bottle to you is because just like of the, the way it's made compared to a beer? I don't know if you saw my ride out front, but I, I ride around in a 1976 Volkswagen bus. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. And it's just something about riding around that thing. I got to drink a Pepsi out of a glass bottle. Yeah. Just pure nostalgia yeah. pumping out of that thing 24-7. Are you a peanuts and Coke guy? Nah. Neither. I, I don't get that. I don't get the hype with it. I've, I've, I've never tried, tried it. it. I've tried it. I've never tried it. It's like salty Coke. I don't... just not a fan. I can no. remember my dad's friends doing it when I was a kid, but dad didn't do it, so I didn't either. Yeah. I, I'm not a fan of it. So, uh, you kind of brought a new insight to that. I never thought of cans as tiny kegs, but... Yeah, they don't let in oxygen. They don't let in sunlight. Uh, They're recyclable. They're easy to take everywhere. You can throw them in your backpack when you go mountain biking and come to a, you know, spot you're scared of. Need a little beer. Get a little little (laughs) liquid And then you can pack it out safely because pack in, pack out. Don't want to leave no beer bottles up on top of the drop on lightning. (laughs) Do, uh, now does the reason like beer bottles are dark? Does that have something to do with everything, with the lot and everything? Like, yeah. How does that affect the beer? That's why uh, Newcastle tastes like skunk. It's because the glass is clear. Uh, have you ever had Newcastle have a keg? No, I've not. Newcastle have a keg is good. Newcastle have a bottle tastes like skunk. It's because it comes from England in a glass bottle, and it becomes light struck, and light makes it taste like skunk. Nice. Never, I never thought about that. I'm glad, glad we brought this topic yeah. up. The world needs to know these this things. This is a fact. So the next unpopular opinion, I got this one for you just because you you sell pizza. Have I don't know if I've recognized it on your menu or not. Pineapple on pizza. Pineapple on pizza. Don't like it. 
Facts. Thank um, you. Yeah, the only reason we have pineapple on pizza is because Wes Snyder went and bought pineapple <laughs> and brought it in. <laughs> so I put it on the menu and started selling Wes's pineapple. <laughs> not a fan of pineapple on pizza. I like my pizza savory. Yeah. Pizza should be savory, not sweet. Do you ever have the uh, the uh, barbecue chicken pizza from uh, Bar- Domino's? Barbecue pizza is not a thing for me either. No. If nope. you ever get curious, that's the only way I, that's the only time I liked pineapple on pizza because Domino's, I know I didn't order it because I've never, or I'm in the same boat with you. Pineapple does not belong on pizza, but they, for whatever reason, just slapped me a handful on there one time, changed my whole outlook on it. See, like this Hawaiian pizza with ham and pineapple. I like ham. I, I don't get, I like ham, but pineapple on pizza, I just, I don't get it. So... Somebody elaborate why pineapple is good on pizza because we just don't get it here on Pass the Jar. Uh, this past weekend, a friend of mine from Tuscaloosa was in town and she ordered a pizza with pineapple. And Kim calls me in the kitchen. She's like, Where's the pineapple? It's right there. She's like, No, that's peaches. I'm like, Whose peaches are those? Why are those peaches in here? She's like, I think you probably grabbed them thinking it was pineapple. You just need to throw them away. I'm like, All right, throwing the peaches away. <laughs> Not- then I was like, Hey, you want some peaches on your pizza? Cause we're out I was going to say, If you want to start a real debate. We'll start throwing peaches on pizza and watch the world burn. She opted for no peaches on pizza. <laughs> now, the peach ring sour at Twisted Barley is phenomenal. Yeah, that was uh, just, just looking for something different. And so, what is a peach ring? It is a peach candy with citric acid on it. So, peach puree and citric acid. And we got a peach ring sour. So good. Beautiful. Too. Yeah. Uh, I don't have it written down, but we brought up fruits. So, uh, oh god, I saw one while I was while I was doing some research, and it said that uh, strawberries get more love than they deserve. I couldn't disagree more. I think strawberries are underrated. I love strawberries. I don't do strawberry things in the brewery because Jess Martin is allergic. Ah, <laughs> oh, speaking fair. of that, I'm glad you said Jess's name. A shout out. She won our Pass the Jingle Juice hoodie giveaway. Well, congratulations, Jess. And also congratulations for there being no strawberry things <laughs> at Mr. Barley because you're allergic. Yeah, we did a giveaway. We did a one time. She's literally going to be the only person you ever see with that hoodie. Sweet. Uh, it's Pass the Jingle Juice. Shane did some designs on it, made it Christmassy. Uh, Good job, Shane. She also got yeah, a free t shirt. dabble. So, Jessica, here's your shout out. Thank you for participating in our giveaway. But. Also, since you're allergic to strawberries, I'll also tell you that strawberries are massively overrated. Wow. Wow. Couldn't disagree more. I love strawberries. No, you you know what doesn't get the love it deserves? It's kiwi. I love kiwi. I'm a huge kiwi guy. Uh, I was on a kick one time where I was taking like kiwi to work every day and eating it and my boss started bringing like cases of kiwis to work. He's like, Mason inspired me. Everybody have a kiwi. (laughs) I like kiwis and bananas. You guys... We're leaving here tonight, and I'm taking you to a mental hospital. All right. All right. Question. How do you eat the kiwi? Uh, simple. I don't. Okay. Slice I'm talking it. to you. I slice it, but I make sure the skin's gone because it kind of, like, it does that thing with, uh, like, You my have mouth to use a spoon, it st- right? It stings me. So, you, you slice it and skin it? Yeah. And eat it like an apple? I eat with a fork, usually. See, I would cut them in half and then dig them out with a spoon. Yeah. I'd add salt also. Which is not normal. But if we're talking about that, salt does not belong on watermelon either. Oh, Come at me. Salt. Salt only belongs on watermelon. No. Nope. That's why there's a watermelon goza, because that particular day, I was like, 
Man, I sure do love salted watermelon. Hey, what if I put watermelon in a salty beer? Let's well, see I mean, the watermelon ghost is great, but like just raw watermelon with salt on it can't do it. I'm, oh, I guess I'm on the, my Dylan Reeves vibe yeah, tonight. You are just best. throwing out bad takes. Maybe you're the unpopular opinion. There you go. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I might be. I don't know. That's why he loves this segment. It's just all about him. <laughs> yeah. I like, I like the, He's like, I like uh, the debates. Roy D. Pitts. Like, you know what makes me sick? <laughs> watermelon <laughs> with salt. I so I'm curious, like, are you just out here, like, just going raw into a watermelon? Yeah. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> I mean, Why? It, it tastes good to me without anything added to it. It's okay. I mean, but I guess. But if you add salt, it's awesome. So my thing on it is, like, you get a watermelon, you slice into it. There are some that you don't need a lot of salt. I'm not going to say it's not improved with salt, because it is. But there are some, but I just don't understand, like. I mean, I guess it's kind of like steak and steak sauce. Now, I'm, f- I'm thoroughly against steak yeah. sauce. Oh, I love A1. I, I love A1. When I was a kid, I would make a piece of meat just to put A1 on it. It didn't matter what it was. Nope. I'm a big A1 on a burger guy. Yeah, facts. There you go. I don't eat burgers. Or slice steak, not, but not a ribeye or something like that. No, don't don't put any sauce near my steak. See, I t- if I go to I go a out- restaurant and I can tell that they don't want me to put steak sauce on it, I'll eat it as is. Well, That's what I was going to say. A1. When I order a steak, like when we're out, they'll ask, you know, do you want any sauce? I'll tell them no off the, like, at the beginning. When they bring me the steak and I get that first bite, then I'm like, all right, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to eat this with A1. If I go to Outback or Longhorn, I'm asking for A1. Yeah. I mean, it's a delicious steak, but I like A1. If I go to Black Rock or uh, some other nicer restaurants I've been to where I know they don't want me to put mm-hmm. A1 on it, I'll eat it as is. There you go. See, so yeah, I went to Black Rock uh, a while back and got the ribeye steak sandwich. Greg probably didn't even have a one. Well, <laughs> <laughs> probably not. He'd probably be offended by that. Greg, answer us if you listen. Um, but when I went and got that ribeye sandwich, I thought it was gonna be like you know, like a Sun's Smokehouse ribeye yeah. sandwich, not, where it's kind of shaved sliced. ribeye. Yeah, this was a whole ass ribeye. Oh, buddy, when he when they brought that out and it was just hanging over the bun, I was like, mm, yep. This is going to be a trick. <laughs> and I, I couldn't even finish it. I took, I brought it home. Well, since we're already talking about it, I'm just going to ask, how do y'all, how do you like your steak cooked? Uh, medium rare. Okay. Medium, the, medium rare. It depends on where it's from. If I, it's, I, I can eat it any variation from raw to burnt, but medium to medium rare yeah. is where I prefer. When, when it loses the pink, that's when it loses its luster to me. Like if I slice into one, I got, I'm big on the medium rare, more on the rare side, kind of sear it and then bring it to me. But if I slice into one and there's just like that grayish look, like it's just been cooked entirely too long, I'm visibly upset. Yeah. I get my steaks from Cisco when I order stuff for the brewery. And uh, I buy the cheapest case of steaks they have, which is random, labeled randoms. So Love I, that. So Love I never that. know what I'm getting. I could have some thick-ass juicy, or I could have some really thin ones. Mm-hmm. I never know what I'm getting, but every freaking one has been fantastic. I told my wife, there's no reason a restaurant should have a crappy steak, because yeah. I'm getting restaurant-quality steaks right here in a box labeled randoms. Uh-huh. Yeah. There you go. And even if I overcook it, it's still delicious. That's it. I'm a medium-rare guy, through and through. If Now, if it's a, like a... There's times with Blackrock, I'll get it rare, because Greg just Greg knows what he's doing. 
I like I, I like the feeling of cutting into a steak and just watching the juices watching just it bleed go everywhere. Is that, is that like a barbaric? It thing? might be you, kind of sadistic. <laughs> yeah, who knows? You're like I want to cut into my meat and watch it bleed yeah, before I, just, I eat it. Yeah, Shane's puns see it are suffer. Shane's puns are sadistic, so it wouldn't surprise me about a steak. <laughs> also, I just feel like it like boosts the flavor of everything else on the plate too. My cousin Phil, if you go to Black Rock with him and. He orders a pork chop or whatever, and they're like, how do you want it cooked? He's like, however Greg wants to cook it. <laughs> no, I did, I did say that one time, and it kind of came out, kind of. It, it was in between rare and medium rare. Like, it was, just, if there's an in-between, it was a small rare. Yeah, that's a move, <laughs> that's a move you have to pull at a reputable steakhouse. Yeah. But it was, it was so good, so every time I go in, no matter what, it's like, whatever Greg thinks is the best. Yep. He knows what he's doing back yeah. there. Anyway. Yeah. Chef's choice. If I don't trust the chef, it's medium rare. If I trust a chef, it'll be a rare or whatever he feels is good for that cut of steak. Like New York Strip. New York Strip's got a kind of... New York Strip's iffy for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one, I'm ever, getting hungry. Do you have old, do yeah. you eat all these steaks? <laughs> no, I will not. No, the only place I buy steaks from if I'm cooking is Sons. Oh, man. Aldi has great meat. Really? Yeah. We um, buy their chicken. See, I was... When I lived in Tuscaloosa and an Aldi popped up, I was not buying it because it was wrapped in plastic. See, that's what throws me off. But then when we moved to Jasper and we got an Aldi, I tried it. They have fantastic beef. But uh, one time they didn't have ribeyes, so I bought some New York strips, which I'm not a fan of. Fantastic. Now that my wife listens because we shop at Aldi. Ah. I may have to try a steak from Aldi. You should. But but usually it's, it's, it's just sons because it's like, they also sell country style beef ribs at Aldi. You know what a country style pork rib is? Yeah. Well, I don't know where the beef rib comes from, but it's the same thing, like a, a strip of beef on the grill for like two fifty for an hour with some barbecue sauce. Fantastic. <laughs> All right, so that's the end of unpopular opinions. We got segued a little bit, but we, we talked about we food. talked about a lot of unpopular shit. Yeah, yeah. That's the that's the whole point in the segment there. We jot down topics, and then we can just kind of freestyle it. Yeah. It's that's, our podcast. We do what we want. That's what I was going to say. It's your <laughs> podcast. If you don't like and it. And I'm an American. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't like it, still leave us a five-star rating and a written <laughs> review. But next to uh, the next segment, people kind of like it because it gives a little insight on how we grew up here in Walker County, what we've experienced here in Walker County. It's story time from the 6-4. Huh. You warned me about this. I did warn you. Shit. Or just make up one completely fabricated story. Nobody's fact checking this. Yeah. Tell <laughs> us a Jack's Roundtable story. What if, if, you what if it's not really positive, but it's just funny? No, oh, we love those. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm not going to say names. Yeah. Leave the government names out. We found that uh, is probably the he, best he course. He probably is the property of the government at this time because I've not seen him in a while. But, uh,. <laughs> Got this guy comes into Twisted Barley. Thank you for your service. Who is uh, strange? <laughs> Hadn't seen him in a while. He's actually banned from there. But one night, me and Griggs were closing up, and it was like two o'clock in the morning. All the lights were out. Griggs is wiping down the bar, cleaning up behind the bar, and I'm just talking to him <laughs> and uh, supervising. All of a sudden, the front door flies open, and this dude comes in wearing a child's. Spider-Man mask? 
It was a superhero mask, you know, the plastic front with elastic that goes around the back (laughs) with the matching shirt. I think it was Superman. But he comes in and he's like, Greg's like, we knew he was. And Greg's like, what are you doing? He's like, call the police. And Greg's like, what? He's like, call the police. And Greg's like, you call the police. Why am I calling the police? Like, I found human remains. And he pulls out this bag full of bones. They may have been human. They may have been deer. I don't know. And, uh, well, first he dug this bag out of his bag of puff corn. He had a bag of puff corn with a Ziploc baggie inside with human remains. And he pulls them out and, uh, some pill bottles spilled out. And Greg's like, dude, get that out of here. You can't have that. Get out. You get out. Go on. Get. Go on. Yeah. Yeah. Like he was shooing him out like an old man shooing a dog away. And, uh, so he gets him to the door and he's like, hey man, can I have a cigarette? And Greg's like, yeah man, you can have a cigarette. He's like, I just want to see if you want to eat some human remains with me. <laughs> what the hell? Well, that what? took a turn at the end. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. In a puffcorn bag. I hadn't seen him in a while. He's probably in jail. <laughs> well, that's the, uh, that is definitely the most interesting slash. Yeah, I really wish I terrifying. Wa- I wish I'd have had something positive to say, but I had a funny story that that's the first thing that popped in my head was old boy and his human remains. Well, you've already shared a positive story from the 6-4 about how you sold everything, moved back here and opened up a brewery. So you kind of unofficially kicked off story time. Congratulations. Yeah. All right. Like I said, Mason is the OGist of the OGs of Pass the Jar. Yeah, Drake uh, and this guy were outside talking about something I didn't know about. I was like, oh, the podcast? And Drake's like, how'd you know? I'm like, because you talked to me about this a year ago. <laughs> He's like, oh, okay. Yeah, we're talking about the podcast. <laughs> Mason's known, even though I didn't think you would remember, Mason's known. I don't since... think Drake remembered talking to me about it. <laughs> I think that's the more likely story. That's when he had a rampant one on tap and four or five of those and... Liquid di- a lot. diarrhea of the mouth. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Mason's been supporting this ever since. Uh, it was the idea it just conjured up, which I support Mason and everything Mason does. Uh, I feel like we're open with each other about everything we do with everything concerning our businesses. Um, so we got, we got one more segment before the last shots, Mason. All right, what we got? It's kind of controversial. Oh, good. I love controversy. It w- this one wasn't easy for me to to conjure up because of we share the same taste in music, pretty much on on, on the country side, the rock side. Uh, I know you don't really listen to metal and hip hop. I was uh, in the school line the other day in the Volkswagen, listening to uh, Metal Christmas, and uh, I thought, you know, I should get a PA on the bus. And ride around downtown listening to Metal Christmas always. And let the rest of downtown listen to it also. Be like the ice cream truck. I was about to say. Twisted barley Christmas truck. I was about to say, you get mistaken for the uh, for Chris, for the ice cream truck. And all of a sudden you got, Mason's like, well, I got beer. <laughs> Not on me. Can't do that. Are you 21? <laughs> Have you got an eighth grade yet? Uh, but anyways, this is Bot. It's our musical version of MFK. You have a banger, which is one you're going to keep on repeat. You're going to play nonstop. 
you have once that's your one night stand of music that's you're going to play it once be done with it disappears and then you have trash you're just going to throw it in the trash never listen to it so are you ready for this i'm ready i got i got three heavy hitters for you let's go I made this one good for you, unlike uh, our last segment of Bot, where I just kind of cornered my friends. But, uh, all right, here we go. This is Bot with Mason Bourne of Twisted Barley. It's our last segment, but before the last shots. Like I said, Mason and I share the same taste in music when it comes to the country-ish side. Mason, you got one banger. You're going to keep once. You're going to play once. Be done with. Trash. You're never going to listen to it again ever period you have whiskey myers whiskey myers cody jinx i'm not the devil josh morningstar the plea what was the whiskey myers song did you say whiskey myers whiskey myers yeah their their self-titled album that just came out last year i was like i've never heard the song whiskey myers (laughs) um cody jinx i'm not the devil josh morningstar the plea, the plea, which is his only album on Spotify. There was a previous album that's no longer there. It wasn't as good. Sorry, Josh, if you listen. Um, yeah, we're gonna Jinx Whiskey Myers Morningstar. So, Whis- Jinx is the banger. Yep. Whiskey Myers is the once. Yep. And you're gonna trash the plea. Yep. All right. Well, Shane, it's not that I don't love you, Josh, because I do, but you know. I brought those, some heavy those are my hitters. three favorites. Brought some heavy hitters to the dance. All right, so I think I'm a, I'm also trashing Josh Morningstar, not like as an artist, just that album. Um, I think I would rather be married. God, that's tough. You're thinking about John Jeffers right now, aren't you? How'd you know? <laughs> All the ladies do. Dang. Got a picture with him at Foothills, by the way. I, th- I mean, you have. I had to miss him. I had to work. You got to go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm for real. <laughs> and you got to be married to the Whiskey Myers self-titled album. And then hit a little one night with Jinxie. Okay. I can appreciate that. Whiskey Myers. I've already expressed the Whiskey Myers yeah, self-titled we know who album. You're picking. Yeah. yeah. That's my banger. Cody I mean, Jinx. I, I love Cody Jinx. I'm just a bigger Whiskey Myers fan. Yeah. I've been a Whiskey Myers fan longer than I've been a Cody Jinx fan, so that's kind of what gets I me. probably have been, too. I probably listened to Whiskey Myers before I did Jinx, but I love me some Jinx. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not to take anything away from him. I'm super jealous of the fact that Mason, most recently Cody Jinx released, the, released his uh, Red Rocks Live album. Super jealous of Mason and all them getting to go to that show. Uh, so, get in the car Friday morning when it was released. Turn it on. I tell Lily, I said, me and mom were there. She goes, so that's y'all screaming? I'm like, yes, on the 101th throw, that's uh-huh. us. Yep. <laughs> Glad you picked us out. <laughs> See, it, it kind of brought a tear to my eye the first time I started playing it. And he hadn't released the full album yet. So just kind of when he released the three songs uh, for the pre-order. And... It kind of brought a tear to my eye because I was like, God dang, I really, really, really missed this. That was awesome. Um, I actually cried through the whole show. Um, The third song he played was David, which, you know, is about his best friend dying. 
And me and Tyler McClendon sang that song in the bathroom together at the first Cody Jink show we went to. And you know, as you know, he passed away. Yeah. And so, and that was the third song he played. That'll, it was rough. That'll yeah. open you up. Same. And so when I heard, I remembered being in bad shape at the show. And so then when I turned in <laughs> the, uh, turned on the live album, like, he played David number three. No better, no wonder I was in such bad shape. Yeah. See, that's a, see, Mama song. That hits for me. Yeah. Like, it, I, I was, heard it. I heard it for the first time after my, like shortly after my mom died. And when he said, Mama, you want to come singing this one? Yep, I was like, She was up there. Yep. Choked me up, man. And like it was the the mixture of I miss live shows. Because uh, when he started off with Must Be the Whiskey on that album, like the organ played and everything, I was like, Man, like nothing beats a live show with somebody that's actually like a good performer. And I posted on Facebook. Um, Jinx had alluded to the fact he was going to play at Red Rocks and all my friends like we're going I'm like I'm not going to Colorado to see Cody Jinx seen him a dozen times not going to Colorado to do it went to Colorado <laughs> went to Red Rocks and I was like I'm going to have to come back here and see Cody Jinx yeah <laughs> no, see if Whiskey Myers ever makes it to Red Rocks which they will undoubtedly uh, I'll be there. Like they're playing at the Ryman next year. I don't think it was on the album, but at the show, Cody Jink said, "People like me don't play places like this." Yeah, he was like, "I'm here because of y'all." Yeah, just like, that's with him and Tyler Childers. Like that's grassroots making it. Yeah, and that's what I mean. That kind of ties into with, Walker County with the internet. That's the way the music industry is headed. Yeah. You're going to have to make it on your own because Nashville sucks. Facts. I don't even like to visit. <laughs> <laughs> I like Nashville as a city. But yeah, I would, tr- sadly, I would trash the plea. Um, but I will say this, and I may make some people upset. Drake coming back with another bad take. Yeah. I like Josh Morningstar's version of Must Be the Whiskey. On the album, more than I do Cody Jinx's studio version of Must Be the Whiskey. That's a tough feel. I like them both. Um, I generally like Jinx's takes on others' originals more than the originals, but that's that's a toughie. I like Morningstar. He's, he's, I feel like he's one of the best songwriters that's out there right now. When Morningstar was at Twisted Barley, he was playing a song. I don't remember what song it was, but Courtney goes, who does this? I said, he does. No. <laughs> yeah. This is yeah. him. You're, you're looking at it. <laughs> right here in front of you, in our brewery, babe. <laughs> All right, so that's bought, which brings us to our final segment. Mason knows exactly what's coming. It's the last shots. Mason, are you ready? Ready. All right, here we go. Let's go. If you pass on a question, this jar in front of you, has to have its shot taken out of it. What if a pass we come back to it? We can come. I mean, if you if you don't wholeheartedly I'm not passing, let's go. I don't pass. I never pass. Just not even on the highway. All right. So, what is your favorite biking music to listen to? Biking music. Yep. Like when I'm riding. Yeah. I don't listen to music. You don't. Nope. Just enjoy the sounds I'm out of nature there and I in the nature. That. 
But also sometimes like singing to myself, I'm like, sure would like to have some music. But I'm also, when I pass people with music, I'm like, hey, shut that crap off. <laughs> I'm out here in the woods. All right. Other than Twisted Barley, what is your favorite spot in Walker County? Favorite spot in Walker County. Uh, right now is JBT. Been hanging out at Jasper Bottle and Tap quite a bit. Want to get off work. <laughs> Our good friend Jim Odom. Uh, All right. He's been on here. a bad spot. Favorite canned beer that's not a craft beer. Oh, not a craft beer. Favorite canned beer. Shoe buddy. I mean, PBR. Um, it's not craft. Everything else is craft. <laughs> Best pizza to come from Twisted Barley. Best pizza to come from Twisted Barley. Um, uh, I put everything on mine when I make a pizza. You just throw the kitchen at it? Yeah, we don't really have a... We have a list of ingredients. There's not really like a Supreme or Meat Lovers. But when I make my own pizza, I put everything I have on there. Unless I'm running low on something. Yeah. yeah. Then I'll, yeah, I'll not put that on there. Respect the customers. I, I that, appreciate that. That's the same way I am with beer. Have a really good beer I like, but we're running low. Final I, question. Through the pandemic, has Walker County showed you that you made the smart move by coming here and opening a brewery? Uh, Walker County's shown me lots of love. I mean, I think I'd have been better off opening up Chick-fil-A in Birmingham, but, um, Walker County has shown me lots of love. Uh, when we were doing curbside, it was just unimaginable, the support we had. And yeah, I love y'all. Y'all love me back. (laughs) Appreciate you. Okay. Final statement. Everybody entering 2021. What's a positive message you have to give them? Um, 2021, let's get past COVID and get back to normal. I'm really trying to think of something funny and witty, but. <laughs> Which is, you usually have that on tap. Yeah, I really got nothing. I mean, I'm just going into 2021 thinking, God, it's got to be better in 2020. Right. Like every New Year's, people are like, sure, I'm glad that year's over. And I'm like, what was so bad about it? It really wasn't a bad year. It was an all right year. What, what's your problem? But 2020, I'm like, I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> this is Yeah. This is a bad year. I feel like I've had a year of my life robbed from me. The best thing about 2020 for me was starting past the jar, having my best friend come home, seeing my friends that own small local businesses survive this pandemic, and getting to spend a whole month at home with my wife. Shane? Yeah, I think that's, uh, I think you just hit yeah, what all you the said, key Drake. topics. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was excited coming home this year anyways just because i was just ready to be back home and then i did have doubts it's probably from another episode where you been (laughs) i was in the air force all right yeah i was in Uh, louisiana i wanted to join the air force i had applied for the student or yeah for the student apprenticeship at mercedes and decided i didn't want to do it went to join the air force my auto tech teacher doug hamrick he was all about if you don't know what you want to do with life, join the military. I said, Doug, true. I want to talk to a Air Force recruiter. He said, let's see how this Mercedes thing pans out. I said, I won't work there no more. He goes, let's see how this Mercedes thing pans out. And so I got a job there and didn't join the Air Force. Now you open a brewery. That is a special place in my heart. All the brewery, well, both breweries in Jasper, everything in downtown Jasper holds a special place in all of our hearts because it finally gave us something to build a community. Upon. So thank you, Mason. And it's only yeah. getting better. Yeah. 
that's what I was excited slash nervous about coming back to was how was COVID going to affect what I had seen through Facebook and everybody else, all my As friends back we. home. Yeah. How is this going to affect what I was really looking forward to coming home, you know, and having this booming downtown Jasper that I never would have imagined. Like, is it going to be there? And see, so ever since Shane's been home, we will start. We, well, the first night he was back for his welcome home party. We went to Blackrock, showed them what that was all about, and took them down Twisted Barley. We uh, stacked cups on cups on cups down there. We did. And uh, now that he's joined the podcast, we have visited all the local breweries and uh, beer store, Jasper Ball and Tap. So we, we're, constant, we're constant presences down there around that area. But uh, Mason, thanks for your time, bro. We'll see you next season. Thanks for having me. You're a regular. Like I said, Eric Nix and Mason Bourne, every single season, guaranteed to be on here. I'm glad we could close out 2020 with the person that started us off that in is this podcast. Cool. Yeah. I had it all planned out. You know, the other, Scheming. Yesterday, my This wife, fell into his lap. Don't let him lie. Yesterday, my <laughs> wife asked me how old our dogs were. And so I was looking through my old photos because I knew they were dated. You know my dogs, Cassie and Mo. Yep. I got Mo on August 15th, two years ago, and I got Cassie on August 15th the next year. Really? Didn't even realize it. <laughs> Courtney's like, no way. Like, the Beautiful pictures, coincidence. Pictures don't lie. There you go. Mason, once again, man, thank you for your time. I wish nothing but the best for my good friends at Twisted Barley for 2021. I'm so glad y'all were able to make it through this. Folks, stay tuned for the post-episode message. We'll close it out this way, as we always do. Talk to someone different than you. Love your neighbor. And we'll see you next time. We'll pass the jar. Folks, I hope you loved that episode. Couldn't think of a better way to close out our season two in the year 2020 with Mason. Thanks to him once again for coming on. Thanks to Shane once again for jumping on this podcast. Gang, gang. Not going to take up much of your time. Not going to try to be emotional because it's really hard not to be. 2020, uh, February, this podcast started. It was just a hit and hope. Let's see how it goes. And y'all have shown that this kid from Empire can come out of his shell and make something of himself, all while showing that these other people that came out of their shells and are trying to make something of themselves being put to the forefront and showing that Walker County is actually a good place to be. And also thanks to Shane. Like I said, it was one simple text message and we now have a co-host. And that I was all it took, dude. I, I could not be happier to have my best friend here. I was, I was hooked. Like you said, it was awesome having Mason come in to close out season two, you know, be the final guest on the show, him being the first one to kick it off. Like I said, in the, their episode, Mason and Eric Nix are like guaranteed regulars just because they're the inspirations behind Past the Jar because I got to know those guys, got to see their vision for growing Walker County, and I was like, I really want to contribute to this. They're huge inspirations to both Shane and I and definitely huge inspirations to Past the Jar. I, I really attribute a lot of Past the Jar to Mason Bourne and Eric Nix. Thank you for making 2020 such an unreal year for me. Like I said, you have brought me out of my shell that I never thought I could be coming out of. It's um, it's it's awesome seeing this side of you. 
Yeah, uh, in the in the in the public eye, I've been privy to it. You know, behind the scenes, I guess. I don't know. Wouldn't say you were completely out of your shell in our friendship, but I've definitely seen you open up a lot more, and it's been awesome to see. Uh, I've gotten to see a different side of you. Uh, serious conversations. Yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but like, you know, you coming on has been a huge help. Uh, as far as everything with this podcast goes, you see the work that it takes to be put in. And I couldn't have done this without, if you've listened to one podcast episode and said, this guy sucks and never listened again, I thank you too. But <laughs> every single person that has listened to this podcast or has come up to me and spoke about it to me, uh, in public, no matter or whatever, uh, thank you for changing my life. Uh, you, you have helped me do a complete 180 as far as my, the way I carry myself in public. Um, and so every single person that listens to this podcast, no matter what episode you may listen to, if you listen to every single episode, thank you. That's that's simply all I can say. Uh, I can echo that because without you, I wouldn't have had a chance to come on and be the co-host. That's right. I'm glad you're home. No, dude. I'm, I've said it a million times and I'll say it a billion more. I am thrilled to be back. Yeah, I, we're, I think we're all glad that our friend group has fully reunited. But folks, uh, like I said, thank you. I want to wish you and your family a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. I want to wish you all a Merry Christmas. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> I knew it. But 2020 has been a tough year for everybody. If your your accomplishment alone was making it through 2020, Good job. No, it doesn't matter what you accomplished through this year. If you made it through 2020 and you got bumps and bruises all over you, pat yourself on the back. Yeah. No matter what, yeah. No matter what, if you survive this year in some way, good job. We're we're behind you. We're here for you. Our DMs on Facebook are always open to anybody that needs help or just somebody to talk to. You, you're not alone. Uh, that's what we focus on here in, on Past the Jar is nobody in. Walker County or the world, wherever you listen, you're not alone. So feel free to talk to us. We'll see you again in 2021. This The jar will never be empty as long as I have a say in it. You'll have to stay tuned for what's coming next year, but just know we'll be back. So talk to someone different than you. Love your neighbor. Have a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year. Stay tuned to our Facebook page. There's going to be content coming out that you're not going to want to miss. Shane, I love you. Thanks for coming on the pod. I love you, brother. We'll see you in 2021.